Okay, uh, we're continuing in our series in Colossians. Um, th- this is a really wonderful book we're looking at. I hope you're enjoying this, this series. I love the title, Jesus Christ, the Center of All Things. What a great what a great title for a series, Jesus Christ, the Center of All Things. And it, it was written to encourage Christians to a radical, wholehearted devotion to Jesus. It was, to, it was written to these folks. They, they were battling. They were, they were being drawn back into Jewish legalism and Greek worldliness. And, and Paul's writing to these folks, and he's saying, hey, I, I want to call you to a radical, wholehearted devotion to Jesus that is life-changing. And it's just as relevant for us today. This, by this, through this powerful message that we've been looking at in Colossians, it, 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 can, it can help us to live gloriously free from the destructive pressures, that, the, the kind of stuff that's swirling around in the culture around us. I, I, I would imagine this morning there's quite... I don't know, I better not say, I was going to ask, I won't, don't show you, how, show your hands, but I wonder how many of you in this last week have felt fearful. Maybe you've looked at the news. I mean, they specialize in fear inducement, don't they? I wonder how many, of, so it's, it's the culture, we're living in a culture of fear and of crisis. And I just, I want to say this one, you do not have to live at the whim of the winds of culture. That's why Paul's writing to these dear people. He wants them to live wholeheartedly for Jesus in such a way that they are free from all the winds that were drawing them here back to their old ways, into Jewish legalism, Greek worldliness. He wants to keep them free from that. And and, And the Lord Jesus wants to keep you free from those things too. And so uh, my title, it's, uh, it, it, it really is Living as Those Made Alive in Christ. That's my title this morning. I want you and I, I, I want us to live as those who've been made alive in Christ. Okay? And I've got three points. Living in the peace of Christ. Living in the praise of Christ. Living within the word of Christ. Okay, so that's where we're going this morning. And I'm going to read from chapter 3 and verse 15. And I pray, Lord, please, would you speak to us by your powerful word this morning. Even as I read the scriptures, I pray that arrows would just go piercing hearts and minds with wonderful, wonderful truth. In Jesus' name. Okay, here we are. We're in chapter 3, and we're at verse 15. Ready? Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. The message says... Have the run of the house in your life. Let the, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, 
singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I may go on to cover a couple more verses, but this is where I want to begin this morning. Okay. Christianity, I hope you know, is more than trying to live to a moral code. Okay? It's not just living to a moral code. It's more than just knowing Bible truth, although that's important. It's more than knowing Bible truth. I hope you do know some Bible truth, but I hope you've got more than that, because being a Christian is more than that. Now, this is a quote from um, J.I. Packer. Now, you can't call him flaky. He's a, he's a, a well, he's with the Lord now, but an absolute, uh, you know, a wonderful theologian. I, I really love his, his writing. He says this, Christianity is a supernaturalizing personal relationship with a supernatural personal saviour. That's J.I. Packer. He's not flaky. This, this is, I love that. Christianity, it's not just words. It's a supernaturalizing personal relationship with a supernatural personal saviour. Have you got that? Are you enjoying that? Have you got a relationship with Jesus? Do you have that supernatural? It's supernatural because it's not just natural like with someone around you. It's, it's, it's inwards it's, and it's powerful. Okay, another theologian, you, um, Griffith Thomas, you can't hold him flaky, 1800s by his name. You can tell he's a Welsh preacher. Okay, Griffith, oh no, don't try doing that. Griffith Thomas, okay, he said this. It's not enough to be taught the truth. We must possess it as a personal experience. That's, that's good, isn't it? I hope you're, you know, it's not enough to be taught the truth. We must possess it as a personal experience. Is it, so in other words, it, it, is it changing you? Is the, has the gospel penetrated your heart, your inner being, the center of your being? Is it, is it changing you? Or is it just something that you know in your head? Marcus was sharing last week about this radical, the radicalness of being a Christian. And, and was on the basis of verse 12, where he said, Marcus taught us this last week, because we're, we're chosen, dearly beloved, because of our identity, we, are, we understand we're chosen. That crumbs up makes a difference. Hey, if you know someone likes you or loves you, it kind of, it, oh, that's nice, isn't it? It changes you, doesn't it? Some of you know that, yeah? It changes you. When you know that the, the Lord of the universe knows your name and loves you, it's life-changing. And Marcus was talking about, therefore, let's take off the old raincoat that he had on and, and put on the new self. It, it, it changes us. Well, I'm moving on now. to, the, to, to the, I'm going to talk about the peace of Christ, living in the peace of Christ. That's my first point going up on the wall there. I want to ask you this morning, are you living in the peace of Christ? You really need it. You see, here's the thing. If you, imagine, if you, will, if you can walk through this coming week in the peace of Christ, you're going to be a witness to people all around you. 
Because most people have not got peace ruling in their lives. They're fearful. Finance, the economy, the climate, the war, whatever. It's all around us. The peace of Christ. And Paul is highlighting peace as one of the key blessings of the Christian life. <laughs> it is. It's yours. It's yours. The peace of Christ. It's not just peace that you conjure up. It's the peace of Christ. It's his, and he wants you to have it. It's yours. Free. The peace of Christ. This is astonishing, isn't it? It's beautiful. He opens letters often like this, doesn't he? We saw it in chapter 1 of Colossians. Um, it, you know, uh, grace and peace to you. This was Jesus' legacy to his frightened disciples. My peace I give to you. Just, you know, it's in, in John chapter 14, just before he left them. He said, right, I'm going away, but hey, I want you to have my peace. I want you to, hey, I've, this is my legacy, my peace. And in fact, the verse before that, well, you know, just the sentence before that is, I'm sending the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and he's going to be with you. My peace, and he goes, then he goes on the back of that, goes on to say, my peace I give to you. So the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, brings the, the peace, the peace of God gets shed abroad in our hearts. Have you got the peace of Christ? Now, there's lots of things that can disturb your peace. We all know that, don't we? But I want you to start off with this expectation that this is yours as Christians, the peace of Christ, okay? His legacy. They could experience. It. And let's go a bit further. He goes, he says this in, um, uh, in verse 15, you were called to peace. You were called to this. Now, I know in one sense he's talking to the community and peace in the community, but it's also personal. You were called to this, to know the peace of God. You were called, yes, peace with God, but also the peace of Christ reigning in your life. Wow. This is something that we need to get hold of in these days. If we want to be good witnesses in the culture we're living in, we've got to learn to live in the peace of Christ. And I'm going to be sharing this morning how we can, how we can do that. You see, the thing is, God's not just called us to belong to him. He's called us to a certain way of life. And this is, this is part of it, that we are those who, who are enjoying, we're living in the peace of Christ. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're in peace. We don't have to be, well, you know, when we sang that song earlier on, what, this, what is our hope in life and death? You know, I'm thinking, wow, what an astonishing thing to be able to say. Isn't it astonishing? What, uh, what is my hope in life and death? In, in any circumstances, life and death pretty much covers everything, doesn't it? You know? What is our hope in life and death? Christ alone. What is our only confidence that we belong to him? I wanted to jump up and down when we were singing that. Well, perhaps I should have done might have put my back out or something, you know. But, folks, this is astonishing. 
I can even face death without any fear at all. Peace with God. We just sang about it. Life eternal with you, Lord. Beautiful. Now, there's something interesting here. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. In other words, that word, that, that word rule there, it means it's like an, um, the, the, uh, the, the referee, okay, um, making the shouts. And, and that, so what it's saying is, in other words, this is something that needs to go on day by day in our lives, ruling in, in, in our lives. Um, we used to talk about um, guidance as Christians, following the way of peace. And it's, it's, good, it's good counsel. You know, when you're looking at a decision, we, we want to please the Lord. I mean, that, don't we? That's, that's what Christians do. We live to please the Lord. So when you're trying to make a decision, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? You follow the way of peace. Where's the way of peace? Lord, where, where's the way of peace here? Show me. Give me a, a peace in my spirit about where we go. And I've, I've said this to you many times. You know, when I'm making a shout, if I find myself justifying something too much, well, I think it's all right because, 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 it's a sure sign that I'm going the wrong way. The way of peace is the way we choose. Let the peace of Christ rule. That might affect what you, what you look at. I mean, you know... I, I, don't, I choose not to look at the news too often. Now, I don't bury my head in the sound. I, I, sound, I look daily, I want to be aware of what's going on in the world so I can pray. But I don't look at it too much. Why? Because I want the peace of Christ to rule in my heart, in my life. And so I deliberately don't do that. And you might, it might make, involve choices you make in social media. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Yeah? Do you get what I'm saying? There's choices to be made. There are things, you, and you know what things make unsettle you. Things that make you fearful. Well, make some, let the peace of Christ rule. No, I'm not going there. Now, here's a favorite uh, peace destroyer. The what if questions. Uh, anyone know about that? They're, that's a favorite peace destroyer. Don't go there. Let the peace of Christ rule. Be the arbiter. No, not going there. Not going, now, let me, say, let me say, personally, that, that's been my way for a long time. Ever since being diagnosed with cancer, that, for me, is, that's how the peace of Christ stays ruling in my heart. No, not going there. I will not entertain what-if questions. Don't go there. Now, I mean, okay, I'm not, I'm, you know, if I'm, yeah, you, you've, got the, you've got the idea, okay? You have, it, it's, folks, what we're called to is a battle. It's not all it is. It's a joy. It's, a, it's, it's wonderful, but it's a battle. We've got to learn how to walk wisely in dangerous days. And the danger, one of the biggest dangers around is, is fear, anxiety. That's why, you know, there's so many in the population on tranquilizers and all the rest of it. It's, it's a huge deal in our culture. And as Christians, now, now please hear me. If, if you at this moment having to take medication to help you, please keep doing that because we, 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 we are frail flesh and we need help at times. Yeah, we, we all do. So please don't hear what I'm not saying. All right, you got me on that. But folks, we've got to learn to let the peace of Christ rule. Okay? Let the peace of Christ... See, here's the other thing. In terms of the way of peace, there's nothing that is so important or great 
that it's worth robbing us of our peace in Christ. Yeah? So look at it that way around. I've got the peace of Christ in my life. Do I want to lose that? No. So therefore, I'm not going to expose myself to this or that or that, and I'm going to shut the door to certain thoughts. Are you getting the message? I hope you're getting Living within the peace of Christ. I'm going to, I'm going to show us how we do that in a moment. Um, in fact, I'm going to get the band to come up. Did you see the next thing? The, living in the peace of Christ, living in the praise of Christ. This is so important. They're linked. They're linked. Living in the praise of Christ. I, I love this. It says here, and be thankful. Did you see that? You're called to peace and be thankful. Um, now, I, learned, I, I, I discovered something pretty scary this week when looking at this. And it's this. Did you know that ingratitude is a hallmark of godlessness. (gasps) Ingratitude is a hallmark of godlessness. Romans 1, 21, speaking about godless people. Although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, their thinking became futile. That really hit me. I thought, whoa. Ingratitude is a sign of godlessness. It's what the heathen do. It's what people who don't know God do. I don't want to be guilty of that. Yeah? I want, I want my life to be marked by gratitude. Why? Because I want to honor God in everything. Let me come on. Let me, let me, let me help you on this one. Yesterday. Now, you, I wonder what you were doing yesterday. Um, you, there may have been some challenging, difficult things going on. How many of you had some, I'm not going to ask you what they were, how many of you had some good things happening to them yesterday? Any, anyone have any good things? Were there any, oh, I mean, like, good, there were some good things happening. The sun shone, you had some food, you had some friends. You, did you thank God for them? Did you thank God for them? Did you stop to say, oh, God, thank you? Did you, perhaps at the end of the day, God, thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Lord. I've got a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord. Please, hey, be grateful. It, it helps you live in the way of peace. It keeps you in the way of peace. Gratitude to God. Just rehearsing it. Now, you might, how many of you used to say grace at every mealtime when you were growing up? Did you, quite a few of us. And we kind of, we ditched it a bit somewhere along the way. Didn't, well, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to be religious about it, so we didn't. Well, I'm, I'm thinking again, well, why on earth wouldn't I want to say, I mean, I generally do. Thank you, Lord. This is great. I'm grateful. Why wouldn't we want to do that? Do you see what I'm saying? I read it there. Ingratitude is a hallmark of the ungodly. Please, Lord, I do not want to be like that. Does that make sense? That really hit me this week when I saw that. And it's teaching. I'm just trying to live like in, the, in gratitude, being grateful to God. Griffith Thomas again, here we go. True thankfulness is the very essence of the Christian life. For in proportion as we appreciate what God has done for us and is to us in Christ, we shall realize the peace and power of true living. Oh, that's a good quote, isn't it? 
Griffith Thomas. I'll give it you again. True thankfulness is the very essence of the Christian life. For in proportion as we appreciate what God has done for us and is to us in Christ, we shall realize the peace and power of true living. Now, it's not always easy when some bad stuff's hitting you. But I'd even say to you in that, when bad stuff hits you, look for ways that you can say, oh, God, but I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for that, because it'll keep the peace of Christ in your life, okay? Um, yeah, keep, okay, what else? Um, let's, I think it's good to, it'd be good to worship. We, to thankful, we're going to... We're going to give. We're going to do this. I'm going to come back. I'll preach again a bit after. The, is that right? Since that was part one. I'm going to come back a bit afterwards because I've got some more things to say. But gratitude to the Lord, and this, this is really great because um, Tom's Tom's got a song for us now. That um, that is it. That's <laughs> he, he has. He's, I know he has because he told me, and 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 it's a song that says Jesus shall take the highest honour. Jesus shall take the highest place. Now, he told me he was going to do that song. Uh, I, I, I didn't tell him that that's the song that God used to bring us to Norwich 33 years ago. We're wondering, God, what are we going to do? I haven't got a job in Norwich. I've got to commute from London. How's this going to work? And God spoke to us through this song. We were anxious. We were fearful. How's it going to work? God spoke glad we came <laughs> you might not be but I am <laughs> so we're going to sing we're going to sing this you, you can do it you like you can stand you can sit and I'm going to come back and I want you to as you sing this song just to think about your life and reflect yes there may be challenging things going on but but look around and say Lord I want you to have the honor I want to thank you I want there to be a note of thankfulness in my life I want to keep that because Lord I want your peace in my life Tom, can you take us into that song? Beautiful song. Jesus shall take the highest honor. Jesus shall take the highest praise. Let all earth join heaven in exalting. The name which is above. Belongs 
Jesus shall take the highest honor. Jesus shall take the highest praise. Let all earth join hand in exalting the name which is above all other names. Let's bow the knee. His name, every knee must bow, let every tongue confess, He is Christ, God's only Son. Sovereign Lord, we give you glory now, for honor and blessing and power. Tim, perhaps you could just keep playing that, that melody there that we've been singing because I want to move on to my next point which is living in the word of Christ because this all goes together. How do we, li- how do we live in the peace of Christ? How, how do we live in the praise of Christ? Well, it's, it's in the word of Christ. Look, look at this next bit, verse 16. Let the message of Christ, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. <laughs> so what's this word of Christ? It's, it's the gospel. It's the, you know, we had fun. We had a great prayer meeting yesterday morning. We, we, we had a lovely time praying, and Roger kind of brought this, you, you shared this thing about, hey, we, we just got to talk about good news. Why don't we talk about good news? And, 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 he, and he's right and sometimes we use the word gospel and it sounds a bit sort of kind of theological and we good news and and we the, 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 the word of Christ so what is this let the message of Christ the good news dwell in you richly okay so what is this message of Christ well I'm gonna a few of them are gonna come popping up and the first one's gonna come up in just a second on the screen clickety click here it is Susan This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Yes! And another one. Is this good news? 
Let's have another. Yes, wonderful. And another. Very own. Yes. And another. Beautiful, beautiful. And another one. Ooh. And another. Well, let's, have, let's have that one. Who's, has anyone got that one for us? Oh, we've had that one. Oh, oh, I got them the wrong way around. Me. And another one. Sorry to confuse you. Have we had that? I become the right me, the righteousness of God. Goodness me. Astonishing. And another. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes. And another one. Come on, keep them coming. There's more, I think. Thank you, Lord. Any more? Beautiful, beautiful. By his wounds we are healed. Beautiful. And Lord, I want to pray for healing this morning, right now. We just read it. By his stripes we are healed. And if you need the healing touch of the Lord Jesus this morning, just lift your hand to the Lord now. And I say, Lord, would you please come? Lord, thank you for this wonderful gospel, this powerful gospel. And I pray for your healing touch this morning in this place, online, wherever, your healing touch. Lord, the power of the gospel, by your stripes, we have been made whole, we're healed. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Is there another verse? Let the word of Christ dwell 
in you richly. Don't go through a day without letting the word of Christ touch your life. There's too many other voices that will take you somewhere you don't want to go. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, in your heart, in your mind, in your memory. Come and join us on King's Daily or whatever. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Listen to the next bit. As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, how? Through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Now, some translators get a bit confused at this point. Oh, surely that... How, how do you teach and admonish one another? Surely it's, there's a comma there, and then it's um, after the teaching admonishing, then there's psalms. No, 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 no. If you, if you look at the original, I think, I think the ESV's got it wrong here. The New American Standard Version has got it right, as has the NIV, I think. It's as or through, as the NASB says, teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. So in other words, this is a plea for what we call body ministry. On a Sunday morning when we come together, bring the word of Christ through a song, through a hymn, through a psalm. That's what was going on this morning, folks coming forward. It, spiritual songs. Let me just take you through these things. Psalms. We've got the book of Psalms. So it's, there it is, the book of Psalms. They would use the Psalms. We've we got a little glimpse here into how their, their, their meetings worked on the first day of the week. Let me read to you from Tertullian. He was a second century um, leader. He's writing about their times when they would gather on the first day of the week. Listen, after water for the hands, don't acquire wash their hands. Anyway, after wa water for their hands and the lights have been brought in, each is invited to sing to God in the presence of others from his own heart. Can you imagine that? They're invited to sing. Hey, sing, bring a song. Now you've got to think. There's no, there's no, you know, digital projectors. Um, uh, th th there's, there's no printing, there's probably no songbooks, there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and so they come together. And, and, and yet there's this wonderful expression of truth that, that they memorize things. So they had to remember, they would learn them together and, and they would declare them and say, hey, bring a song, bring a, bring a scripture. Well, that's what John did at the beginning of the meeting. We want, we want to build, build one another up. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, whether it's word or song. Do you know, I, I wanted to sing a song earlier on. I, I refrained. We were singing that magnificent song. Jesus, uh, no, what was it? It was, um, what is our hope in life and death? And that last verse, you know, um, I forget what the words were now. The end of that song, I wanted to just spill over and just sing out a sort of a thank you, Lord, song. Um, would any of you have joined me if I'd done that? I want to, do you know what, I, that, that, what, why not to build one another up, to bring an expression? This is, this is, this is, this, this is the, the life of the church. Uh, hymns, uh, hymns. Uh, do you know what, here's the thing here. I, I, I know, I'm watching the time, don't worry. Singing and, 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 and significant moves of God are often linked together. You've just got to use the word Wesley, and you all know about that. Wesley, the revival in the days of Wesley, 
the hymns of Wesley, I mean, the magnificent hymns that, 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 that Wesley wrote, absolutely wonderful. Give, give me, a, someone shout out a couple of hymns of Wesley. Can you remember? I think, did I jot some down? And can it be that I should gain an interest in my Savior's blood? Love divine, all love's excelling. Yeah? Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Yeah? Same with, with Martin Luther. A mighty fortress is our God. Do you know, that's really important. When you're being put to death, when, when you're facing death, God, you're my fortress. Oh, I can hide in you. A mighty fortress is our God. And Luther, he encouraged people to learn the hymns and sing them at home. Do this at home. Not, don't do this at home, but do this at home. Singing hymns at home. You know, I, please, this might sound, it sound, no, I don't care if it sounds eccentric. I want to live in the peace of Christ. I want to live with the word of Christ dwelling in me richly, don't you? I don't want the whirlwind of culture to take me into fear and despair every day. I want to live in the peace of Christ. Singing for me is a lifeline, you know, and we've been through stuff, as you know. And for me, especially in dark moments, I get up into my man cave in the loft, and I just sing. I've got a playlist. I'll just... Do you know what? I can't do anything else. Jesus shall take the highest honor. Lord, I don't know what's going on. I hate this. It's horrible. I don't know what's going on, but you're going to have the highest honor just to sing. I, please, I, this is what we're seeing here. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. By the way, um, you know, this week, I'm, God's doing something amongst us here in, in Norwich in, in the area of, of music and song. It's beautiful. We've got great musicians, haven't we? They're great. I do. I love. I really do love these guys. And there's a few of them writing some great songs. Um, yeah. What was that? Oh yes, we've got something's happening here at Kings. There's a number of folks who are writing some great songs. Uh, we've been singing one that Ben Locke has written um, recently. It's a beautiful song. And uh, have you, are you aware of that? Have you seen that? He's a bit modest. It, actually, no. He's 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 not here today. He's. he's He's, uh, he's in America. He's traveling with Steph Liston, who's at a com- conference there. Do be praying for him uh, and Steph as they're out there just for a few days at a conference. But he's, re- he's written a song here that we're really enjoying. And then there's, uh, who else have we got who's writing? Oh, yeah, Johnny Lawrence. He's writing some songs, which is really great. And uh, Johnny Raspin over at City West and Joe Bunton over at, C- at City West as well and, and Nathan. There's some great songwriting going on. I'm meeting with them this week, and we're trying to work out how we can get these songs out to you so you can get them on your playlists and things. About 100 years ago, we did a CD here at King's. I think it was, Kev, you, you kind of sorted that out, didn't you? Do you remember a CD? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember what a CD is? It's one of those round things you used to put in a thing. And, and uh, uh, so we did a CD years ago. But there's these songs being written now. And I want, folks, I want you to hear them. I want them to be reverberating in your ears and in your hearts so that the word of Christ can dwell in you richly. Do you want some of that? So watch this space. We're going to be making sure those songs get out there. This is life-changing. You know, when the word of Christ is allowed to dwell in you richly, in the very center of your being, it changes you. It, It causes reverberations to go through your heart and life, which reminds me, this is very hard with one hand, I've got a book here called The Reverberations of Faith. Again, this guy's not flaky. His name's Walter Brueggemann. Anyone heard of Walter Brueggemann? One or two might have done. He's a bit, he's a bit heavy-going theologian sort, 
but uh, he wrote this. He says this, thinking, speaking of the Old Testament, the hymn is one of Israel's most prominent and most liturgical expressions. It's their characteristic way of re, uh, restating its life in glad response to God. It goes on. Hymns of praise simply became lyrical articulations of celebration, amazement, and gratitude towards God. It's, it's just beautiful. Um, I, I could, uh, hymns are an act of, is it, stick with me, hymns are acts of lyrical self-abandonment whereby the singing congregation moves its attention beyond the community to God who deserves all attention. I, I could read more of this. I'll just read the end bit. In the same way, when the book of Revelation wants to characterize the wondrous coming rule of God in heaven and on earth, the only way to speak is in hymnic exuberance. Quote, you are worthy, our God, Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. You created all things, and by your will they created and were created. It's written in a way that it's just like a hymn to be sung. And I hope you're getting the message here. Folks, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In our Sunday meetings, I, I love it. You know, yes, let there be it, building one another up through psalms, bringing a psalm, through hymns, yes, bring a song. Why not? Spiritual songs. I, I love that. You know, the end, at the end of when we've been singing wonderful truths and we just move just to carry on with a... Thank you, Lord. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I love you. You're singing a new song unto the Lord. It's beautiful. Let that characterize our times of worship together. Folks, this is what we are called to. And you know what? And I'm just going to touch on this and leave this for you to talk about in your, in your life groups. That when, when we live like this, people whose lives have been radically changed by the word of God, not just swirling around their heads, but penetrating their hearts, bringing about deep devotion to Jesus, it changes everything. It changes everything. And if you read the next couple of verses, it speaks about marriages and homes. It changes your home life. It changes everything. And it's speaking there about wives gladly, submitting, giving leadership to husbands in the, the context of two people whose lives are devoted to Jesus. But here's the thing, the leadership that the husband brings, it's not worldly leadership, it's the leadership that Jesus brings. But do, do you see, it, it, it changes everything. When our lives have been radically changed by the gospel... Uh, just another word on marriage. In our culture, marriage is about I, me, myself. It's for my fulfillment. And when it's not fulfilling me anymore, I'm walking away. That's marriage in our culture, isn't it? But Christian marriage isn't like that. Christian marriage is very different. Two people living whose lives have been... They, they, the, the I, me, myself has died at the cross. And we're living for others. And so a wife can gladly give leadership to a husband... But a husband brings a kind of leadership that is radical. You see in Ephesians 5, Marcus spoke on this. It's, it's leadership that is about laying down your life, loving, 
extent of laying down your life. And it's radical. Everything changes when, when the, the word of Christ dwells in us. And you might say, well, what does that look like? You know, is, does that mean that, 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 that um, the Bible doesn't tell us? Does it mean that husbands have to uh, do all the money things? No, there might not be an account. The Bible doesn't say anything about that. In fact, if you read Proverbs 31, I mean, goodness me, that virtuous woman, she's up buying a field, you know, before dawn and providing. So please, don't don't try and put stuff around this that isn't there. It's it's a heart, it's a beautiful thing that can model something very different in our culture, living for one another, living differently, because the word of Christ has penetrated our hearts and lives, and we're living for the glory of God. We're submitted to him, and we, we live our lives in a, in a different way, seeing one another blessed, fulfilled, flourishing to the glory of God. Do you get the message? Folks, you can talk about that in your life groups. I, the, the headline I want to leave with you this morning, this is radical. In a culture that would take you into all kinds of confusions, into all kinds of fears is the culture of heaven that we've been called to live for. And it's where peace reigns, the peace of the Lord Jesus, his peace reigning in our hearts, his peace being the arbiter in our lives, the judge, making the shouts, no, not going there, not doing that. Peace of Christ. Thankfulness. Oh, take that with you this week. Thanklessness is a, is a characteristic of the ungodly. You don't want any of that. Make sure there's thankfulness bursting in your heart regularly, moment by moment. And above all else, let the word of Christ, the, the, the words you heard read just now, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Admonishing blessing, building one another up. When we come together, let our times together be wonderfully encouraged and building up. It's through song, scripture, hymn, to the glory of God. You got the idea? Let's go back to that song. I've, I've done my bit. We're going to worship now. Can we have the note there, Tom? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Shall we stand together and honor the Lord Jesus?